1: zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero scheduling problem with Tevi he's gonna rejoin us tomorrow. He had a really good piece in the Washington Post on uh transitions, myths about transitions, if indeed a transition is coming. A lot of you I think are uh upset with me, though I don't really understand why I said if, 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 but we can talk it out and um and uh we can have our opinions, can't we, without going to the insults? Hopefully we can. In any event, let's go to the calls. Jeff's in Phoenix. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How are hey, you?
2: I, just, um, I know there's a ton of frustration out there. I mean, people are... I, I know that they're on edge, and they want people to... Um, I think people... Everybody wants to agree and, and believe, and uh, you know, it's just very hard to uh, see what's going on and all these things. But I just want to say... A couple things I want to say. Sure. You, you, We have to be, first of all, energized because you have to be energized no matter how you think about how this is going to turn out and how or way it does turn out. Be energized because, you know, Donald Trump has exposed the truth. Yep. Five years ago, I thought John McCain and Jeff Flake were good guys. Okay. Okay. Before Donald Trump got elected, I thought they were had my best interests at heart. We are exposing the people who have been there for years, people. So be energized. And this is something we have to do. One of the things you have to realize now, it's more than ever, Donald Trump has shown your values matter. Yep. And so that means we have to, we can control the narrative, but we have to get more involved. Yes. We got to be in those spots where we can control the narrative personally, not just by our hard work and people seeing that we're hard workers, but we got to go to these meetings now. We got to go to the PPA. We got to go to the city council. You bet. District meetings. We got to do all these things that we let be overtaken.
1: I'm with you, um, Jeff, and, and you have summed up a year's worth of my monologues in that statement, uh, including today's, where I talked about the losses Reagan went through that we thought we had and how long it took and how hard he had to stay at it and for how long he had to stay at it. And, of course, yes, going back into the institutions, absolutely no question about it, starting with the schools. I mean, I'll, I'll repeat what I said in my monologue. What kind of country do you expect to have? What kind of centrist, never mind center-right country do you expect to have when our colleges and high schools churn out 8 million students a year, 80% of whom are drenched in anti-America or blame America first leftism? How long can that go on? How long exactly. can that go on?
2: The, uh, yeah, go ahead. Again, I I told you about that video and how my customer showed me that Yuri Bezmenov, he's actually on the Call of Duty trailer for Cold War, the new video game. They use Yuri Bezmenov right in there, and he says it right in there, the four steps, all the things they do, and it's been going on for years. Yep. It's been going on for years, but we... As a people, you can't, America's and you can't Indian. fix it
1: with one, with 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 four, in four years, or for that matter, eight years. It, it, I, no, I remember someone saying, uh, someone smart, name you'd know, but I'm not. He, he just said it to me, but you'll you'll take the point. Uh, back in to to August, we were talking about the election, and I said, you know, I'm looking forward to to a reelection here, and he said, the bad news is he's only allowed one more term point being, and this was a former policy guy in the Reagan White House, the point being it takes more than four or eight years to fix things and it's not just at that level. It's the sexy level. It's the Super Bowl the presidency. Of course it is. It's the White House. But until we get the schools, we got very little.
2: That's, Donald Trump is the earthquake. We as the people need to be the tsunami.
1: Yep. Good.
2: We need to be the wave that overtakes these people and starts speaking up for common sense, real real equality and real freedom. And nobody wants anything more for me. I don't want anything from anybody. I don't need anything from anybody. You pave the roads, you put some police, you put some fire out there, I don't need government. So but and I realize there's other people that need these things and all these other things. Now that's fine. But we need more survivors and not more takers not more people that have to sponge off i mean you can be a homeless person in phoenix and live a good life you can make 50 bucks a day on the street corner standing there for four hours and not get a job and not pay taxes where you could go to work a real job and spend less much less physical energy than four hours on the corner but this is what we're going toward we cater to the least common denominator because that's the liberal mentality Oh, we, we have to take care of these well, people. Well we, sh- we, we showed people.
1: we showed what could be done here in the last four years, right? With the growth and opportunity we provided to those that Democrats had been speaking about for years and were unable to move the needle on. And we showed we can. Now that's a building block, as is the minorities exactly. looking the minority voting blocks looking at us and voting with us in greater numbers this time. We have we have a good start here. We really do. The point is not to squander it or to rest on laurels. I think you're Jeff. I the, the most important thing you said, as far as I'm concerned, is that we've got to get back into the institutions that evidently mean and 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 and, and ossify so much in America.
2: Hey, just one more thing. Yes, sir. Just think about Donald Trump's been attacked for ever since he became president. Ever since, well, even before that, he probably knew some of these things were going on, and he's been preaching a long time that this is, election was going to be stolen. All these things. So I would hope. And, I, and all these things, I honestly believe, too. I hope and pray that this is true What Sidney Powell. Yeah, and right. We, and we do. William. Of course. Yes. Because I would hope that Donald Trump and I know what, and just what your last guest, um, I forget his name, Brandon, Brandon, said, yeah. mm-hmm. I honestly think this was Trump's Achilles heel with the people he surrounded yep. himself with in the Clearly. Beginning.
1: Clearly. Yeah.
2: Clearly. But I hope that these people, Julian and all these people said, it's going to be a steal. Let's put some plans in place. Let's be able to prove it so that's all that's what i'm saying one hopes
0: one hopes i saw yeah
1: one hopes one saw i saw a tweet earlier from donald trump in 2012 talking about these voting machine issues so one hopes one hopes Um, we're
2: just hoping and we have to get that way we have to assume it's going to be the the, it's not going to be the rules are not going to be fair on our side so we have to build in these things this point forward we have to have our facts straight we have to have everything You cannot just say, oh, well, I don't believe in that, and then not present these facts to people. We've got to be ready to do these things. That's right.
1: That's exactly. Jeff, that's very well said. Well said, sir. Thank you very. Thank you. Thank you. You you bet. You bet. All right. Full block of calls, but room for more, and we'll get to everyone. I think we have time. Uh, Gail is in Phoenix. Hi, Gail.
3: Hi, Seth. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. I think uh, people's concern is that if we lose this election, I mean— your last guest, Mr. Weikert, kind of made this, the argument for us, you know, mm-hmm. when he talks about how Comey and Strzok and Page walk away without any problems. Right. Bidens are going to manage to cover the malfeasance that they've carried on and, and sacrifice the country, you know, when mm-hmm. they um, kowtow to China.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But I actually called you to ask you a question. Sure. Because as a lawyer, am I correct you're a lawyer? Not anymore. I um, went to
1: law school not- and a long time
3: ago, but... <laughs> Well, I think you'll probably be able to answer this question. Um, I voted early and was just shocked at when, after they did all the, you know, they looked at my ID and everything else, and I signed the computer screen and this sort of thing, went to pick up my ballot, and they hand me an envelope and tell me I must put my ballot in the envelope, seal it, sign it. And then I get to go, along with everybody else in the room, I'm not this isn't just picking me out of the crowd Is putting the ballot through a slot In what looks like a gutted voting machine But, it, you know, it's not counting votes or tallying or anything And so, in, an, in essence, my vote was just made provisional And I, I asked the woman at the counter Who handed me my ballot and my envelope I said, so if I went and voted on election day Would I have to put it in an envelope? And she said, well, no. And so I'm wondering that I'm not being treated differently, that they segregated out a whole group of people who were the determination about whether or not their vote would be counted was going to be down at some counting center, you know, in Phoenix after the votes have had to be carried over, you know, to uh, an alternative site. And it, it, you know, it just opens up the opportunity to have my vote thrown out, even though clearly the people who saw my driver's license, my picture, my date of birth, oh, and incidentally, the party to which I am a member, get to see all of that. And then the decision about whether my vote actually counts is down at some counting center by somebody who's comparing my my what my signature on the envelope to my registration did you validate
1: whether did did you uh did you check uh to see if your vote was counted
3: i did not all right do that do that and
1: let me know yeah do that we gave out those addresses for the last couple of weeks and i'll look for it again if you want to hold uh if you don't have it i don't have it in front of me but i'll get it i know we were doing psas on that and that sort of thing uh but i'd be curious to know if your vote was actually counted there is a way for you to verify that we'll be right back Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. There's Hal, Hal and Prescott. Hi, Hal.
0: Hey, Seth. Hey, I'm doing. I'm, things are great. Thank you so much for taking my call. You bet. Thanks. I for hope you well. um, You know, I wanted to comment briefly. I was listening to a, uh, uh, one of your uh, uh, the gentleman caller and Mr. Wyker and yep. their conversation. Yeah. And uh, what I I just wanted to say, you know, hope for the best, plan for the worst. You know, it's mandatory that you have. Well, to that's where you know I am for gonna...
1: certain. For certain, I mean, I think you know, I, I absolutely. I mean, I, look, I the, these are these are um, big claims that Sidney Powell's making. Them. Um, she's a good attorney, and I think you know we'll know soon enough if she has enough evidence to prove them. And if she does, and I hope, I hope she does. In a way, I, I, I in a way, I, I hope she does because it will it will explain a lot it will explain an awful lot there have been a lot of irregularities there have been a lot of head scratchers and things that don't make sense and if it and and we've learned about a lot of claims that have been filed that have been dismissed we're going to have some recounts maybe they'll help clark county's going through something right now that looks positive but she's making a big claim that suggests that we're talking millions of votes and i hope she's right
0: yeah absolutely you know, and the, and the thing is, is that, you know, Donald Trump is not the movement. If you're listening to this show, you are the movement. Right. And so, what are you going to do? Go to a school board meeting. Yep. Donate some money to the Senate races in Georgia. Right. Do something. Take action. Right. And, uh, you know, and realize that, I mean, this is, and, and, I, and I hate to quote Churchill, I'm sure that's been a thousand times. This is the end of the beginning. Right. And the beginning is exposing right. the massive corruption. That our, that our leadership class has allowed to happen and is participating in. Right. And once you, people have clarity and seeing how corrupt that their leadership is and that basically that they're just you know, uh, pulling the wool over all of our eyes for many years, and uh, the, now, now tens of millions of people have gotten a look, they've gotten clarity about what's really going on right. and how things really work and how utterly corrupt these people are. You know, and he, all you have to do is look at what happened to General Flynn. If you prosecute someone that you know is innocent, you are beyond corruption. Right. And and they are doing this, all these this, things. this
1: time four years ago, that's what the Bi- Obama-Biden administration was doing to him, this exact time four years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In order to disrupt Donald Trump's presidency. Yep. you bet. So they have revealed themselves, and learning that and understanding that is the spur- only the first step. Mm-hmm. The next part of this process is a, going to be a 100 year or more fight to reestablish the Republican form of government with a leadership class that values that and mm-hmm. understands that their responsibility is to maintain that for your average person, mm-hmm. for normal people. You know, are people working? You know, what are their lives like? Is, does the system allow your average person to work? And to have a good life in this country, and are we watching out for them, or are we watching out for our, ourselves and the billionaires and all these other corrupt people and in foreign governments? And
1: making decisions about businesses that are not survivable by the people who have to work, who depend on a paycheck. You know, I am getting very—I don't know where you are on this, Hal—but I'm getting very nervous about all this new lockdown, shutdown talk. Right. I mean, it's terrible. It's a a terrible uh, thing to do to people, just a terrible thing to do to people. We've seen a 42 percent increase in substance abuse overdose deaths this year over last when we were on the way to turning
0: it around the other way. This is the universal basic income imposed in the midst of a pandemic. Right. This is what life is like on the dole with the universal basic income. There's no work. There's no dignity. All the pride that comes from work, you're taking care of your family, you're adding to your community, and on and on and on. And you are totally under someone else's power. This is how these people think. Yep. You are totally dependent upon whatever they happen to feel like doing on any given day. Yep. And so, you know, this is socialism. It's not warm, fuzzy European socialism. This is authoritarianism. You do not own your own life.
1: You start work. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. You don't have free speech.
0: You don't have you can't go to church. Your kids can't go to school. And, you know, it's, it's a total disruption of ordinary life for all ordinary people. And it is it's it's a revolution using covid, which the Chinese have so helpfully supplied them as a proxy as an excuse to do all these things. Mm-hmm. This is a revolution in how the American people live their everyday lives. You bet. That's what this
1: you is. You bet. You bet. You know what's interesting, if, uh, worth doing? I, I it's. I was just flipping some channels last night, and I stumbled on, I think it's an older documentary, maybe I hadn't seen it, called The Reagans, and I was re wa- rewatching some of Reagan's 64 speech, The Time for Choosing speech. Go back, it's available on YouTube or other video services. Go back and watch it. It's amazing – the numbers are different obviously because he's talking some places about budget numbers and stuff. It's amazing how that could be said today. It's amazing. It's amazing mm-hmm. how true what he said in 64 is true today because, because we never did fully implement conservatism in this, America, in, in this country. We We had fits and starts, right? We had fits and starts. And we changed our party from time to time, but we didn't change the country.
0: Right. And we're going to get a great look if if Biden becomes the president. You're going to get a great look in a period of eight years at what it's what they are all about, yep. what they want to do and their will uh, as imposed on us through government versus what Trump did, which is economic liberty and prosperity for everyone.
1: If this Democrat—thank you for that, Hal—if this Democratic Party is what I've been saying it is and what I think it is, um, and if Joe Biden becomes the president, we're going to be big winners in the Senate and in the House in two years, and we'll take back the presidency in uh, four if if Joe Biden is—because if if this party is what I think it is— And it's as left-wing as I've been saying. Yes, we are going to prove the theoretical with the actual. And while I think it's true that there are big institutions that go along with it, you look at uh, the numbers that we're looking at right now, and it's very clear this is not where most of America is, not by a long shot. Let me um, thank you again for that call. Let me uh, take a quick break, and we'll get to the rest of you on hold. We have... Room for one more, 602 If you're thinking about selling your home, if you're in the middle of selling your home and it's not going well or as well as you'd like, call James Wexler. He can flip that script. He guarantees to sell your home at market value or pay the difference. And he can make you an upfront guaranteed offer within 24 hours as well. Give him a call at 480-386-0711. Or visit them online at jameswexler.com. That's James Wexler, W E X L E R.com. Don't go away, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Rob, in surprise, hi, Rob.
4: Hi, Seth. I hope you had a great weekend. I
1: did. I hope normal. you did, too. I did. <laughs> I did.
4: Tomorrow I go in for my uh, rotator cuff surgery in the hospital, and I'm sure it's going to turn out fine. You have all um,
1: our best thoughts.
4: <laughs> I'm not really worried. Keep us posted. It. I Well, thanks. I um, I noticed, I couldn't help but notice that Brendan got beat up a lot when he was on the show tonight. Um, whether that's good or not, I have no comment on, but a lot of times we just need to think a little bit about well we who pay attention to things need to think a little bit about you know the average voter and put our shoes on that we're the average voter on election night who saw you know the results of the election that we're leaning heavily towards trump and then magically you know voting stops and a few hours later all of a sudden the numbers switch and so, again, thinking not as a policy wonk or a Republican or conservative, what are we to think? What are the average voters to think about what uh, happened then? You know, that's, I guess that's my real key question. And, again, I've been following a lot of what uh, Sidney Powell's been talking about, and I think it's all great, just like you guys said. Um, I'm not as negative, I think, as Brandon was. But I think that's really the, the, the issue is if people who are the average voters who are, you know, working uh, for a living and raising families and paying their bills and paying their taxes, look at this election and see that it was clearly, and I I agree, it was clearly fraudulent. Um, and, you know, we talk about evidence and, and give uh, proof and all that. Well, the evidence to me Very clear, but I I don't know how to respond to the average voter that looks at this and thinks, you know, something's going to change or not, and Biden's going to be elected president, and that can't be possible, but the system is much too big for the average voter to have any influence on. That's the thing I'm the most concerned about. Well, I don't think, I,
1: think I, I don't think it's I don't think the last one I agree uh, with, and I don't think you do either, because you know you've talked about getting thrown your hat in various rings, and we've always talked about on this show people needing to get involved at the school level and upwards from there, right? Right. right. So you know, I think yep. I think you have you have to you work that way. As for the average person viewing this, this has always been. Our challenge as conservatives, you've heard me say we have to work harder as conservatives because we're working against huge media platforms that right. tell everyone we're wrong and they're right and they distort things and they make, you know, think, you know, they, they can say Donald Trump is a racist and then we have to spend five minutes with someone to prove how that's not the case. You know, we're, yeah. al- we're always yeah. pushing against A larger narrative we we don't own the narrative we never we never have owned the narrative in some respects it's a miracle any conservative is ever elected when you think about what we're up against so so you know we've always had that challenge as far as what the average voter you know is to think who goes to bed thinking one thing and wakes up seeing another on November 4th I don't think most people even remember the massive amounts of mail-in balloting that we went through I, I just don't think people remember the warnings about it. I don't think people remember that that's what happened. And uh, you and mm-hmm. I do and most of the listeners do and the callers, of course. But it just seems like, oh, we had an election on November 3rd and this mm-hmm. is what happened. And in a lot of these places, yeah, they they were counting votes that you know, a lot of our people did. And then there was a bunch of different things going on in different states that cannot be gainsaid, including the high voter turnout that seems statistically way too high to be possible in places like Wisconsin. And then you had, and then you also had the mail dumps, which came in and were counted after the uh, in in a lot of places were counted after after the in-person voting, which we know is going to be more Biden than Trump. So, all of this happens and we seem to kind of forget it. Now, you know, the question that I think irks and nags is the question of, is it at all even possible that Joe Biden won this election? Is it at all possible? I mean, is it just past the sniff test? And that's where I think a lot of us may have some differences. Um, Hold on. I'll come back on that point. Okay, let me let me come back on that point when I come back. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson show. I posed a question to Rob uh, in surprise. Rob, you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. I'm always here. (laughs) (laughs) My question. um, how, How would you handle that question I posed, which was, is it at all within the plausible or passing a sniff test that Joe Biden could have won this election?
4: I think we need to divide those who voted for joe biden into maybe three groups okay um there, there's a group that just hated trump and that's one group and then there's another group that uh are the socialists who didn't care about whatever he stood for as long as uh you know he supported uh, paying off college debts and you know raising taxes and all that kind of stuff um, and then I think there's there's still a third group there that um, may have bought into all the lies that the media has been feeding them, and therefore, and they're probably Trump haters also. But I think they believe whatever they're being told by a media that is obviously slanted. They, they may not have it's, been
1: Trump haters, but they they were turned into Trump haters by the media. Possibly, yeah, yeah sure.
4: Yeah, so. and and so that's that's kind of what I what I see. And in a sense, it's it's very tragic for the country because, you know, we all know, well, most of us, I think even some of the average voters know that a Trump uh, that a Biden election is going to result in higher taxes, uh, more regulations, bigger government, more uh, individual freedoms being restricted. And we see that in the states that are now clamping down more on, you know, COVID over Thanksgiving with limited people being in their homes and stuff like that. And I think a lot of people are going to rebel against that. I do, too.
1: You know, the cold, dark winter he keeps talking about seems to be one he wants to impose.
4: Exactly. That's exactly right. And I think most free Americans are looking at all this and are thinking, you know, most of us wanted to be left alone. Right. And that's where, you know, don't tread on me comes in. You bet. uh, A couple hundred years ago. And I think that's where we need to maybe make our stand. You know, we've had enough. We've had enough of government imposition. We're gonna live our lives. And again, I i look at you know, the whole COVID thing as an imposition that again, nine months ago or whenever let's see, I called you about eight months ago and I said, you know, there's just something not right about this whole COVID thing. Right. And it was all, you know, and again, not being the conspiracy theorist, but I think there was something going on there that was intended to see how americans would respond and i've got you know i've got family members that are still living in fear and i can't make them change their minds about you know this is just like any other virus it's not going to go away most people are going to live a few will die and yet they're still living in fear and want to stay in their homes. And it, it's just insane. So right? that's yeah. actually
1: an interesting point that goes to my question for those that think it's and I don't think I heard you say it's totally implausible that Biden won. Right. You didn't say that. Uh, no, I, okay. I don't think. it's Right. Implausible. So, so let me let me let me I didn't hear you say that. And, I, and, and that's what's interesting, because we didn't even add the covid thing. When you look at this country Were you as shocked as I was not that certain officials wanted to go into these um, irredentist shutdowns and lockdowns, but that so many people caved to it so quickly? That's what in that degree. I think that adds more to the thesis that it's not shocking Biden could theoretically win this election.
4: Well, yeah, it's a and different know, country like, than we
1: thought in 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 large respects, or at least our countrymen are different than we
4: yeah, thought. Yeah, I, I think you're right in a lot of respects, and again, this goes back to education and everything. And oh, by the way, I know what irredentism means. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know if I used it so, right.
4: So, so I, I think I you think know I there's did. a lot of truth to that. I mean, I I still think that there's a lot of shenanigans that have been going on, and I'm I'm yeah. Just hoping, yeah. That will be brought to the forefront. I hope And that so. people will finally see the truth. I hope so. That, you know, number one, they've been lied to by the media. Number two, uh, the the system has been compromised. And uh, that, that's going to make all the difference in the world. And that's why I think we need to just keep pushing for the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, if Biden won, well, that's just what we have to live with. But most of, I think, even the average voters, which I originally called about... Um, think that it wasn't won legitimately and that there was just so much uh, shenanigans and cheating and uh, whether it's uh, ballot harvesting or postal service people changing dates on uh, uh, on the ballots and everything. I think that everybody knows that this was not an honest election. And that's what really needs to be pushed, I think, well, the media well I think it but. never
1: I, – I don't think it ever could have been once Once we decided that – we didn't decide, but once we realized that upwards of 40 percent of the vote would be unrequested mail-in be- voting, right? I mean at that, yeah, exactly. at that point, to put it no better, you have – you're playing with fire. You're playing with fire.
4: Yeah.
1: And Oh, yeah. And, and again,
4: there's – mm-hmm. you know, Arizona, I mean I've, I've had – my mail-in ballot but it's been it's different yeah no it, that's a different animal
1: and, that's a different animal well exactly right. versus
4: the unsolicited right. vote that right. went out there and god knows what could happen to all those that ended up amazingly being in biden's favor by an overwhelming majority yeah. and that's where the average voter i think is looking at and saying this isn't legit right and and there's been cheating and i'm hoping
1: we can't and that's
4: all i got to no, say, thank you sir no we
1: can't david and scottsdale i'm heading to a quick break i'm going to put you on when we come right back and we will be right back david will have the last word we'll be right back Thanks for being with us uh, and spending some of your day with us. I uh, have been trying to clear through the calls. If you didn't get on today, you can call back tomorrow. Let us know. And we'll put you right to the top. David, our last segment. Give us some closing thoughts here, sir.
5: Okay. Hi, Seth. Hi. So, um, listening to the show, great as always, um, I'm one of those pushback calls, Seth, Good. <laughs> from Brandon Swiker from his... Uh, so I'm just, just consider me the Joe Schmo on the street, and this reflects on uh, Rob's comment earlier, we the people. Okay, so Trump's still got a chance, Seth. He really has. We've got the, the court. I've said it for three hours.
1: Like... I've said it for two weeks.
5: Right, we got it. And believe me, Seth, I'm not in denial. You know, that's not just a river in Africa. It's, uh, you know, he's got a chance to win this um but you know what a lot of people are forgetting isn't joe biden under an fbi investigation and you know from the hunter biden no um, hunter is laptop hunter is hunter is but he's included is he, in, isn't he in today no he is oh but, he is okay
1: uh, okay
5: isn't he isn't he the big guy Joe Biden, the big guy. I,
1: I have seen no story that says he's under FBI investigation. I could be wrong, and you could okay. be right.
5: Okay, but here's my here's my here's my two cents worth. Like I said, you you have your finger firmly on the trigger in politics. I'm just like your average guy on the street, right? The groundswell for the Trump campaign is huge. Yep, and I just don't see. Joe Biden is winning this, Seth.
1: Okay. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And someone earlier, might have been I don't know, Hal or Rob, was quoting Churchill This is not the end. It's not even the beginning of the end. But it is perhaps the end of the beginning. Perhaps the end of the beginning. We will be right back. No, we won't. We will be back tomorrow. <laughs> I thought we had more. I'm Seth and God bless. Class dismissed.